This song is ridiculous. I don't like this song. I can't jam out to this. I will not jam out to this song. I don't care for this song. It's, it it kind of has a, like a 70s porno lick, like, bass on the oh, it. a lot of that going on in this movie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> like, you're right. You know what? We should have, I should have been prepared. <laughs> I, I mean, look, this is 80s, 80s Bond, right? <laughs> Oof. Oof, my goof. Uh, well, welcome, everyone, to Double O Deep Dive, uh, Pop Culture Pro's home for James Bond, and uh, really any obsessive watching that we feel like doing after James Bond. Uh, I'm your host, as always, uh, Jason Fischetic, Uh here to, to delve into this, uh, this movie, and with me, as always, the best damn Bond girl, this side of Pop Culture Pro's. Ginny, how are you tonight? Great. I'm very excited. Feeling good. Oh, I've never seen this movie. Not not all the way through. I just told you. I was like, I've seen parts of this. So I could probably not. Yeah, you need to see the whole thing. This is crazy. Yeah, you're right when you said it's like a fever dream. It is so weird. And I so I was watching it and I was thinking like because on the because this is not a James Bond proper movie. This right. is and and I guess I'll we'll, I'll explain a little about this movie in a second. About Please do, movie. Jason. <laughs> I did. Um, the only research I did know was that someone got a Golden Globe nomination for this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. I just saw that because I was on IMDb and I was like, I do that. Kind of hit an awards page sometimes. I don't know what I or I saw something that I was like, why did this person get a Golden Globe nomination? It's that's, crazy. That's wild. Anyway, uh, that anyone won anything from this. Um, but so we're doing uh, Never Say Never Again, which is not in the Bond canon. It's this weird outlier. It's a remake of Thunderball. Yes. And there, so I've been I've been misspeaking. And I, because I did a little research today, and I've been saying that the rights issues were tangled up because the movie was written first, which is what I thought, right? For Thunderball. Okay. Um, Apparently, because I did watch a like 20 minute documentary on this movie today, uh, it had to do with Ian Fleming wrote a story or, or a novel with people that never got published in the 50s and then he took that and turned it into thunderball and did not give them credit or money so they sued him and he lost the rights to thunderball specifically thunderball and anything related to it in the court of law they're like here you go yes (laughs) yeah in a court of law they literally said uh no ian fleming you don't own this because you shared this with you know other people so yeah so that's how the rights thing happened and so the people who made this movie are the people who won the rights to thunderball and it's this is a weird outlier i was going to actually suggest that we cover this like we cover the other bond movies beat for beat because you kind of can but then i realized we would be guilty of what I'm about to accuse th- of this movie for, and that is we would just be remaking our Thunderball episode. Oh, oh, and I was uh, genuinely looking back on it. I was like, how to comp- you have to compare them? I'm happy you, you do to. it. You know? Uh, it was his movie. No. Yes, it is. It is yeah. Connery's movie. I, it's Connery's fourth movie. I think when I started this movie, I was like, well, this is a comparison between the Roger Moore Thunderball. I was like, no, 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 no. No, this is a Sean Connery. If, Dude. let's say they got, 
the issue was with live and let die or the man yeah. with the golden gun or something like that. And and then they would they're like, all right, we're gonna remake this Roger Moore movie with a, a, a Sean Connery era sensibility. Yes. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be all for that guy. I actually think that's what we should be doing now. But People don't want Roger Moore anymore. Clearly, they they have not taken well to him, or they're a little critical. So let's just bring him back. Let's bring the man back, and we'll. Re but it was like, no, <laughs> no, it's just, he's just remaking his movie. It's like I don't know. Like unless I unless I was covering it for something, or I was watching it specifically for that movie. If you said, hey. Would you like to watch Thunderball or Never Never Say Never Again? I will one hundred percent of the time say Thunderball. I think that's the that's the that's the choice. I just know this only because it's an eight, but that's not eight. My eighties Bond is my Dalton and and a, and a more right. Is it that's yeah? Um, early early eighties is more. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, but. But this is, I, I know Kim Basinger was in it. And I didn't know that till when I was like 15, 14. And you're like, oh, why is she here? Like, but she's so, like, she's not even that young. It's like the 80s. So it's early Kim Basinger. And it's like, it's very strange. And that's kind of all I knew about it. And then just like an older Connery with like, you know, a, a leotard dressed Kim Basinger. And it's like very, yeah. that's a fever dream. And you're like, oh, this is not right. <laughs> And then as you watch this movie, like, what, Mr. Bean is in this? Yeah. The, there's a guy playing Q that isn't Douglas Llewellyn or Desmond M Llewellyn. M is, M is so young. M is James Fox. He was like, looks, he is like half the age of Bond and is like, you're not, you're not fit. You're not in shape anymore, Bond. Let's get to oh, it. God. And the, the whole, like, the whole concept, the whole conceit of, uh, Bond is old. The oh. 007s are, are, you know, they're prehistoric. Like we've seen this in the newer ones, right? Yes. But like the whole concept, the whole conceit is that. And then M is begrudgingly kind of forced to bring Bond out of like the semi-retirement. He put all of the double O's in. But by the end of this movie, M is sending Mr. Bean to beg Bond to come back. He literally says, M realizes he he can't like keep the free world you. safe without you, double O's. He can't live without you, Bond. Yep, yep. And I just what, what did I wrote? I told him like was like, oh, I've never seen this, explain this to me. But then Tom was kind of my husband who's catching on. And I was like, well, A, first of all, Sean Connery looks great. He just has a grayer in his hair. He looks better than he I, did when he was in his 20s. I'd say. I knew you were going to find this Sean Connery attractive. Yes. I knew it. My only beef, Your Honor, my only beef is that I just was watching. He was so tan. He looked great. He's very tan, man. I think I agree. I, me and my husband both agree. It, either it is a 60s Connery is his peak or like the... You know, if you watch that uh, terrible Leprechaun movie with uh, him and from Disney when he was a baby, he was like in his twenties. What's it called? Oh gosh, it's like a Disney movie with their leprechauns, little leprechauns, and he is a leprechaun man. And and uh, how have I never heard of movie. this? What is it called? Oh my gosh, it's a great you movie. Have, it is crazy. You have no idea. I watched anything with Sean Connery in it as a kid. How did this never it cross be my path? first thing on IMDb? Anyway, I'm watching that, and then I go, and I go, it is it is the younger Sean Connery and the 90s that is, like, the peaks, which is, like, man, that's it, though. That's what I want, right? I want to be, my peak is my younger 20s or whatever, and then I want to be the peak in the sick my 60s or, like, you know, I'm prepped. For, I think I'm prepped for that now. I'm, like, ready. I'm, like, please let me look. Look, 
I, I'm going to say this. Sean, Sean Connery in um, what was Entrapment? Entrapment. Is sexier than Sean Connery in this. He wins his Oscar for uh, not the replacements. Jeepers. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm like going through his IMDb right now. Uh, the in something better is the, you know, that. The Untouchables, Untouchables. The, oh yeah, uh, he's great in that. Everyone is like, it's crazy. And then, but um, Garbio Dill and the Little People is the movie with the leprechauns that he's young in. But like, you know, he gets his renaissance back. This is not bad. I just wish he had facial hair. That's my dumb, I my very selfish. I just I can see yeah. he has a mustache. He could have a beard, and I'm like, give me, give me that. And as I a bond. They were trying to make him look as much like I he did so. in this the early ones as they could. His toupee is a little bit thinning, which I respect because I like a nice, like, accurate toupee, like a John yeah. Saxton toupee. Um, so he doesn't look like, you know, he's not trying to do like a big t- bouffant hair. He's got like a nice thinning sort of like cap. Mm, yeah, I just wish he just his mustache is so prominent there. I don't like that. Give me the mustache. Yeah. The tan. I can yeah. see you were ta- you were at the beach with your beard and then that you know, they told you yeah, to shave it off. Keep- Keep the beard then. Keep the beard. That's... But I think uh, that's yeah, so, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew it. I was watching this going, <laughs> I think he's a bit too old, but Ginny's going to be all over him. I think he is. <laughs> he's not doing action stuff. He's just kind of, what is he? He's not integrating himself. He's not. And it, so it's funny because I watched this documentary and apparently, like, the original conceit was an older James Bond called back into service and kind of having to deal with being older and not mm-hmm. being able to do all this action stuff. And then Sean Connery read it and went, what the fuck is this? I want action. Mm. <laughs> like, and then like they wound up firing the first writer and then like changed it. So some of that stuff is still in here and some of it is not. Oh, well, this movie is a mess. This is never going to rank anywhere on any Bond list because no, 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 no. Um, I just don't. Oof, Magoof, the villains. I'm trying to remember Thunderball, the original one, but that yeah, well, we Thun- Thunderball has Largo. Yeah, Largo is the the one eyed the the yes. one eyed guy. Yeah, that, who is like like Bond, like quintessential. You know, what's what's their famous scene? No, is that not? Or he is kind of an iconic villain. He he's iconic, and and I think like we we've kind of like know him because it's what um, oh, number okay. two is based yeah. on from Austin Powers because he is literally like Blofeld's number two in that. That's mm-hmm, why he's mm-hmm, the villain, mm-hmm. and it's the eye patch and stuff. But and like when we do our rankings, Largo doesn't show up on mine. I'm gonna you know, forward to, but I think he's a great villain, and I. Whereas I don't mind this guy they got to play this role, I just like again, it was like it's like imagine trying to top Goldfinger. Like yeah. you already did Largo. He was great. This guy's fine, but like I don't know this. Again, I'm watching it going, oh, this is that scene in Thunderball, and this isn't as good as Thunderball. <laughs> I know, and they change names enough, but to, to... But nothing else has changed. Just just change the names and then and then yeah. Well, what they were told Never. apparently, Spectre and Bluefield, because <laughs> they are well, still Bluefield. Because they were introduced in Thunderball. They yeah. uh, Spectre and Bluefield, I believe, were introduced in Thunderball in the books. So that's why they have the rights to it. That's why they. That's why the franchise lost the rights to Bluefield mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. No. 
Um, but the, you know, the, the thing about this one is, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to just keep saying this. I don't understand why they made this movie. Like, yes, they have Blofeld, and yes, they have all of this. And it's actually, um, Max von Sydow is Blofeld, criminally yes. underused. Oh, oh, I wrote, I was like, oh, there he is. And then I kind of like made a joke that he looked like Freud, and he never came back. And I was like, no. oh, oh, where, where, where is? Because I kind of got excited. I was like, oh my gosh, that's this is an all a bit of an all star cast. And then it was like Kim Bassinger and and Max von Sydow and Sean Connery. I was like, no, 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 he never came back. That's I lost. Then he lost me, like for because th- 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 it's the guy who was. Uh, uh, I mean, Max God. von Sydow was the was death in uh, yes. the Seventh Seal. Max von Sydow was uh, the devil in one of my favorite Stephen King movies and books, Needful Things. <laughs> He's the priest and an exorcist. Yes. Father Karras, the other... other uh, Max von Sydow is... <laughs> like, you can't spell gravitas without Max von Sydow. And here they are sidelining him for, like... Like, for Largo? Are you kidding me? Like, you know, it, it makes sense in Thunderball because Largo is a presence and we don't ever see Blofeld. Yeah. But this Largo, I I don't know. He's not a big of a, as big of a presence. I mean, no, you he know, comes, he just... comes in like half the way through the movie. Cause if Kim Bessinger comes in halfway through the movie, like an hour into the movie and you give me this guy who looks like a guy I did theater with in high school. And he like came out and dumps it. I was like, "Oh, buddy, like I missed you." And I'm like, "Ah, you're." I thought he was kind of a henchman at first. I'm not gonna lie to you. And he then, looks uh, like it. And it's like, is he German? He's kind of a very like German-looking guy. Probably. I don't. Yeah, but he's very like boyish. He does not look like Lar- Largo from the first one. Not, um, not at all. And 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 he doesn't have the he doesn't have the gravitas. No, he doesn't have like no. the stature. Like. I do. I will say he had some weird acting choice. Not and maybe it's a directing thing, because I thought there were some moments where I was like, why are you like like personalizing this? You're not like being this grandiose overdubbed villain like the '60s versions. That's an '80s thing though. That's like a modern filmmaking yeah. thing. Where I was like, oh, I like that that there's like the, him and the henchwoman. I'm like, do you have a sort of a relationship? And then does you really well, like? The domino. See, I don't know. That's all from Thunderball, though. If you remember when we did when yes. we talked about Thunderball, like Largo had we talked about how Fatima in Thunderball, I believe that was her name. I for whatever her name was. Her name, I think it's um, changed, yeah. We talked about how she had agency. Yes. And we thought that, like, you know, we were questioning if Largo and her were together, even or at some point, because it looked like they were. So all of the stuff that you just said worked is cribbed from Thunderball. I think it, I think that, and, and then thank God I watched that first because now all of that is hitting me where I'm like, I know I remember this or I'm like, I'm, I just, I think I like Domino more in this. I don't think Domino changed as an, as a character. No, no Domino and her motivation is the same. It's, yeah. um, but she's very brother. It's still she it's is. way more ingenuity yeah. in this movie though than I maybe the sixties well, because you're the eighties and I'm like I expect you to have more agency right. I mean yeah I mean it's an eighties Kim Basinger you know and I think again yeah they they update for the times and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but like I, there were things like so they they keep the same plot that Thunderbolt does the whole villain's plot is the same it's Largo uh, hijacks or uh, yeah Largo yeah. hijacks some nuclear missiles. 
and hides them. And the way he does it is they use plastic surgery. But in this, it's not plastic surgery. It's like this weird retinal Input yes, thing, uh-huh. which I thought that was that was cool. I was a little um, bit like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's. I mean, it makes more sense in plastic surgery if we're, you know, being honest. Mm-hmm, um, but so the whole thing is like he's a fighter pilot. They're forcing him to do this. He does it. He gets them the the, the missiles. They kill him. But the thing is, though, like in Thunderball, they killed him because he was trying to extort them for more money. In this, they just kill him for no reason and it just didn't because of Largo's connection with Domino it didn't make sense that they would just murder him for no reason well because then once they're like hey we killed your brother we we know that we did it and she's like I'm gonna go pick up my brother he's still alive I think they were always like we're always we're always just gonna kill her then that's kind of what I feel like they were or like he was always insinuating that or he's like she was just she's pretty um disposable like that, that we can just you know kill her. Uh, yeah, right. And and he that's had, the, like, the brother of any lines. Once he you kill her brother, yeah. No, I don't think he does. I think maybe. <laughs> ah, <laughs> when they throw the snake at him. <laughs> yeah, he like I was I was expecting him to say something. He had like great mustache. And I was like he didn't say I, like he had no lines. No, no, not not at all. Um. But yeah, so it was, it just, I don't know, it just didn't make any sense. I mean, as you said, it makes her way more disposable because, like, once you kill her brother, you know it's only a matter of time until you have to kill her. Yeah. She's going to find out. And when Largo does it in Thunderball, it's, well, this guy's trying to extort me, so I got to do what I got to do. Whereas here, it's just, nah, I'll just kill him, and then eventually I'll... And he actually says that to Fatima. Well, you know, eventually you'll get to kill her, and it's like... Yeah. Like, like wink, know, wink? Yeah, like, why... Like, I don't know. The, their relationship just seemed so disingenuous to me, whereas Largo was willing to do the same thing. He had reasons to do it, and so it felt more genuine to me, character-wise. He was, and he was, like, very much a power player. Like again, it's like a villain thing. It's like you were you were not you're not Blofeld is like a little bit in the shadows, which is great. I don't need Max von Sydow to go up to the heads of nations and go, gentlemen, you have my demands. Thank you. And then like <laughs> click click with my cat. Let me just get a shot on my cat here while I stroke her. And then I and then that's a James that's an Austin Powers like move. Yeah. You know, like, and I was give kind of, me one million dollars. I mean, he was gone, and then I was like, and then why am I just stuck here with uh, you know, uh, gosh, um, yeah, that stinks. That's and that's rough, yeah. and I that, that really loses you. That's and that's like the yeah. rest of your movie is that's not even that's a little bit more than half your movie. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's it's such a it's such a mishmash. It's such a mess. Um, I want to point out what I felt was the weirdest choice. Whereas they take the scene in the casino where Bond fucking has this awesome Baccarat game with Largo and they make it into an 80s style arcade with adults and children. And they're playing this weird domination game that Largo made that actually causes you physical pain. And somehow 60 year old old ass fucking 007 is better at the game than the programmer. Get the fuck out of how much no suspension of disbelief is going to make me believe that. 
he was shocked. He's like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, the screen? <laughs> I I was like, uh, I, I didn't know what was happening. And I kind of tuned out and I looked up to be like, oh, it's a video game. And then my husband kind of, what did he say? He also noticed a game, oh God, on the background. Like when they were like, it was a benefit. And I saw like Kim Basinger in her gorgeous white mm-hmm. gown. I was like, ooh, flirty, like, yay. Like, ooh, they're like hitting off. And then I, I didn't notice big, like going to a barcade in Brooklyn. And they oh, had yeah. all the old school like game set up. And I was like, I didn't know. I don't know what I was like. I just wasn't focused on that. And then my husband, what did he say? What did he call it? He said deepers um that's centipede the video game and i said what's centipede and it was Oof. a game and listen i know my like relative no, games, hey, that's okay. but, but i don't know that because <laughs> it's 83 so i i your husband and i are the same age uh i clocked centipede immediately um and the reason i clocked centipede immediately so when i was a kid uh, my my father he died when I was six, right? But before that, he owned a bar, and it was the eighties, so that it wasn't considered child endangerment to take <laughs> me to a bar to work. Um, so when he needed to, he had arcade games in his uh. you know bar, which was a social club because he didn't have a liquor license. He, I, I get where I get my wily sense of uh, yeah. <laughs> of morality from, but. Um, so he had a centipede game is my whole point. So Dang. as a kid, he would just give me, I'd be, he, uh, he'd be like, all right, I got to clean up something. The barmaid oh. called out. So here's a roll of quarters, go play centipede. And I would sit there just, it had the, like the ball, the track ball and everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'm like, then I also, cause my husband is also like, you know, uh, uh, fundraiser does like events for you know charities which this is a charity ball and i go tom next big event just get a bunch of big arcade games in there for the children it's all for the children it's all for the children <laughs> get a set and of create, in there. and then create a game that hurts for and, the children oh there is i'm sure there are games that are just shock you for fun <laughs> i you know i don't know how true this is but i did read that someone created a, a VR set, a VR game, like this, where, like, if you die in the game, it will kill you. <laughs> no, I just no, I can't. No, I, that can't be right. Here's the thing: like, ninety percent of me doesn't believe it, but ten percent of me absolutely believes there is a rich person Squid of Game course. type underground. Oh, yes, they like. Pay poor people to okay. Hey, if you survive three rounds, I'll give you you know twenty dollars or you know whatever rich people offer. I just said I just said Elon Musk life. definitely does this though. I think I thought about it when I watched it, and he was like <laughs> the pain thing. I was like Elon, he does this for fun. He does this with his like. Oh, Elon Musk workers. does that. He's like, I also want the pain. Oh yes, ooh the accent too, and I was like, this guy's all the. It's, oh. He's so yeah, this guy actually yeah. is. He has some Elon Musk vibes. Yeah. Doesn't he? No, no, no way. Yes, and he's like a the, the pretty girl, and I'm like, she would never go for you. But I don't know why. That, and also, all she does is dance. All she does is do eighties aerobics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In did you see the leg warmers? Both her and her trainer wearing like yes! Alvin and the Chipmunk Chipette leg warmers. Is a hundred percent. And then I was like, Kim Basinger is like. And her and the other Bond girl, I'm like, get their legs up to here. And I'm like, but that's a great hobby that we don't do anymore. Or like what? She just goes, I get to go on my rich boyfriend's boat and then practice ballet. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty great. <laughs> pretty cool. I would, look, can I have a rich boyfriend so I can hang out in this boat and practice ballet? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. For who? For nobody. For myself. Which myself, is great. Just self-improvement. <laughs> Enrichment. Enriches my life. Um, and that's her life. That is her life. It, it is. And and she's a great dancer. I think one of my favorite scenes in this movie is that dance she has with Connery. I know. And I, oh, oh, I like it a lot. Yeah. And then I thought, did Kim Basinger and Sean Connery ever do a movie together after this? Because wasn't that Ooh. wasn't that a perfect time? Because then my husband said, my other my, my husband said, not my other husband, my husband said another movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't they do? He said, didn't they do a movie called In Rush or Russian Russian House together? And I said, I've never heard of that movie. That can't be real. I've, and what he mistaken? I've heard of that movie. Michelle Pfeiffer and Sean Connery okay. is a Jean Le Carre novel, which is a spy okay. novel from like ninety three. I was going to say, is Kim Basinger? Because I remember that movie, but I just remember him. Yes. It. And it's and it's just a cool Sean Connery, but I was like, I guess not. That you know, Kim Basinger never did wow. it. I That's know. wild. Well, I guess this was it. The one and done. They had good chemistry, though. That's like cool. Like, you know, <laughs> they, they did have really good chemistry. Um, and they're both good actors. Like, yes. you know, she's won a fucking Academy Award. She's lovely. She's just also yeah. like, she is... I. My other, my baby, my youngest baby, who is not yet two, we were like, she was eating a snack, sitting with me, no, nothing in front of her. Just like I had on this big TV because I had to like kind of finish watching it. And she saw Kim Bassinger show up at some point, just like kind of in a nice robe and an updo. And then she goes, ooh, literally pointed and went, ooh, at her. And I go, uh-huh. She's a Barbie. She's a real life Barbie. She is she like, is. I love Margot Robbie, but that is a Barbie. That is like. A Barbie Absolutely. man, I love her. And, I love and her. Batman. Ugh. There was, there was a. Yeah, she's great as Vicky Vale. Absolutely, and she's great, great in, in in LA Confidential. She is like phenomenal. phenomenal. That's what she won the Oscar she's for. She's the coolest. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the cool. She's like oof. I love her. Yeah, she's I'm awesome. Sorry. And I'll tell you something. There's a line in here that if it wasn't Kim Basinger, I'd be like, ah, come on, man. That's that's so degrading to women. But like '80s Kim Basinger, when he goes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss you. For two reasons. One, I need to provoke a reaction. And she goes, What's the second? I've always wanted to. That's one of my favorite lines ever, Jason. And it's like a it's, top bond line. We don't have top bond lines. That is like no, I swooned when I heard that. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And any chance of me saying, Oh, it's sexist or whatever was out the window because I was like, That's a 1983 Kim Basinger, me too. I have also always wanted to kiss a 1983 Kim Basinger. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> me too. I was like, Oh my gosh. You, everybody, all we all should. That is, we respect that beauty. Respect uh, her. Look at her in her white dresses. If there's three things I love in life. It's it's like a glass of white wine on an empty stomach. It's an animatronic, anything, and it's a Kim Basinger in a white every like outfit. Those are three things I love in my life, and my children and my husband. But mostly okay. animatronics, white wine, and Kim Basinger in a white That's outfit. Right. You gotta have you you gotta have priorities. You got me. You got me there. Um. But yeah, she's 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 absolutely yeah, standout for this gorgeous. movie. Um, I do like Connery's Bond in this. I do like him he's being a bit rough. slower and yeah, he's not a he's got a lot of one liners. He does. Um, I do like. I'm trying to think of the things I like about the movie because we we just spent a half an hour. I can't, I can't. I can't. I cannot. I can't like compliment Kim Basinger's character. Unfortunately, all I can say is how gorgeous she looks and how cool oh, she looks dancing. But that character yeah. is such an ingenue. Oh. She doesn't fight back. She doesn't do anything. 
So, no, I I like Kim Basinger's performance because she's I awesome. Like her, yeah, yeah, that character. Like, yeah. yeah, but Lovely. but I yeah. I don't think she was any different in Thunderball. I think, she, but but in the sixties, I, I, I think I know in the sixties. Yeah, I wonder if that trans yeah. like that's different. Um, yeah. But so, all right. So, what other what other positive things that I like about this movie? What, what, what did you like about this movie? Well, I will say I, the only when, when we talked about that Golden Globe nomination, I will say it's a weak year because it's the year of like terms of endearment, okay. Scarface, risky business. So it's kind of like not a an Oscar like nomination year. But then Baby Girl, uh, Fatima gets nominated for Best Supporting Actress for a Golden Globe, Ooh. not for an Oscar. But isn't that crazy? It is. What did she get nominated for? This? A supporting Actress, yes. This? For this movie, yes. And I go, I, mean, and I don't see it until that scene where she's like making Bond kind of like sit down on the ground and she's like, tell me I'm the best you ever had. And I was like, that's, why? That's fucking bonkers. That that's whole like, scene is bonkers. She's crying. Something has happened to this woman in her life and she's like... Uh, why, 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 why do this? It's like and, and, Zenia you know, Anya top, but like more depth. No, but like Zenia Anya top wasn't like validate me sexually. Yes! She was like, I'm going to crush you while we're fucking. <laughs> it's a I, big difference. <laughs> I am so. This whole movie, I did say, was a little. What did I say? I didn't say it was risque. Mm, maybe risque. I just saw there were some scenes that I was like, this is more. Um, yeah maybe risky risque than like another bond movie yeah i they because like, they could take chances the yes. other one the other ones couldn't and and i, I don't i remember like um uh 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 what's the what's the uh, roger moore one with mayday and grace Jones? oh uh a view a v- kill. <laughs> <laughs> what <are> you- <laughs> Because that one wasn't that bad. And that's the 80s. Is that 85? That's I, like later, eight, like mid 80s, isn't it? I mean, that's it. That's a pretty, we, we were racy. not kind to that one. No. Raciness. Racy. I was no, like, was, oh, that's not as racy as this. This is like, this feels a little racy. This I was is, clutching I my problems sometimes. I think this is racier. Maybe, yeah. I, I that, that being said, I also said, oh, Felix is hot. Yeah, I re- <laughs> who's that actor? I, I, I don't know. I, I re- he looked so familiar. I don't know where I know him from. I, I forgot to look it up. I can look him um, up. And we actually we were wrong. I because f- I forgot about this and you had never seen this. We said we never. wrongly claimed that the first black Felix Leiter was in the Daniel Craig run, but here we are, ground zero. This is it. They 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 were breaking ground. They were he was so this actor was so happy to be there. I feel like he was like oh the coolest he was scuba diving he uh was a buddy he was representing america in a very great way because we've had felixes that were clowns right yep. but we uh i don't know and i was like oh nice <laughs> good strapping taller than connery i've never seen no, a he felix was... that was taller i don't know yeah. He was cool. I liked him. Uh, there was, the, and they, he had some fun. There was some fun scenes between him and Connery. There was that one thing where Connery mentioned something, and Felix like, "How did you hear about that?" And he's like, "Well, I read it in your secret report." Sorry, man. <laughs> I thought that was, was cool. fun. They were so cool together. I was like, "A good, a good, a cool black Felix." And it was, I guess, happy he came back. I just, uh, um, I was shocked that the M was way younger than Bond. That threw me off, and I was like, "I don't know about that." 
Yeah, but I th- I think what they were trying to do was like the new guard is M Ooh. versus the guard, which is Bond. I just didn't think it worked very well. I I, I that I mean this is also gives me the Daniel kind of I got the besides the fitness test stuff, which is like the newest Bond. Is that um No Time to Die, where he they're yeah, like yeah. you have to come back, you have to take a fitness test. Um, because I was like, well, that I wonder. I don't know if they took that from this movie. Uh, but it would be, it would have been way cooler in the Daniel Craig movies if it wasn't Ralph Fiennes, if it was like a younger British guy. Yeah, being like, I hey, could see that. or you know, woman, even for that matter. Um, I don't. Yeah, gosh darn it. <laughs> something something I did like was when he gets into the um, video game uh, uh, arcade place. And the, the the bouncer is packing heat, and Bond like backs him into the corner. Says, "Oh, you, you're expecting some heat to be packing that or whatever." Takes his gun, gives him this mini bomb, and he goes, "Let go of this, and it'll explode." And then you come back after all of that like ridiculousness oh, yeah. in the arcade, and the guy's just like holding it. He goes, "Thank you," and the guy just collapses. I thought that was fun. That that's fun. cool. That's cool. Like, because I think I, I, now that being said, like the whole like, hey, you gotta you know do physical therapy. We gotta prove that you're strong. I think he then goes out of his way not to do a lot of crazy. He scuba dives a lot. And he does. Is that in Thunderbolt too? Where they were scuba diving yeah, every day. There's actually okay. more scuba diving more and scuba more diving. shark okay. stuff. Yeah. Because if you remember, like in yes. the, in Thunderbolt, Largo has the the shark pets. That and- makes sense. And I think if I remember the end of Thunderball, I think this suffers from the same problem where <laughs> you have your last end of conflict underwater. So everything is super slow and a lot of like cutting air vents and and shooting very slow projectiles. Oh. And it's just not exciting. No, except when Fatima gets it. Because does she get what does she get a dart in her chest? Or? She does. Well, she, she gets the only cool kill. Yes. It is the whole reason we have that scene of like, write it down that Fatima Blush was the best lover you ever yes. had. Tell them that I give the best head. I give the best aim. Like it was like it wasn't that bad, but it was so weird. But the reason we get that is because the one piece of Q branch we get is this weird pe- explosive pen dart. And so we have to have a reason for him to have his pen out. And so, well, why not have him write a deathbed confession about how she's the best lay he ever had? He's so good. And he's so like, he doesn't, I don't think he's, I feel like he doesn't sweat like a, a minute. No. Like, so when this girl is like, please do. He's like, uh-huh. I'm doing like, I'm good. I'm so, like, and right. I wish, I don't know, we have a modern bond doing that. I feel like our modern bonds are more aggressive. He's very gentle, this bond. He's very like, or, or that's his his moves to be like right, I'm not doing that or even when he's like kissing Kim Bassinger he's like I'm just gonna be like nice to you I'm just gonna guide yeah. you this way like well, I'm not I'm not forcefully do, making you do anything I'm not <laughs> smacking anybody in this movie here's I the biggest that. difference when he's because he actually says to her I'm going to kiss you and I need you to look like you like it and as he, opposed to just sticking his tongue down his throat her throat and yeah <laughs> it's like I'm just uh, you didn't like it smack <laughs> I just like that. What are you doing to me? Dun, dun, dun. And then she goes right. in, and it's a very mushed mouth kiss. Yeah, nothing. It, none of that. It was he got his consent. Yeah. It was all. Cool she was super into it. She was always like definitely into it because she said that beforehand. We had like indications earlier. Even that, even that makes no that makes no sense. You don't know that man, Domino. 
look, the fact that she's like falling in love with him, like yeah. I get like, all right, you know what? Largo killed my 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 brother. I'm with you now to I'm kill this you. guy. But, but the, like she has a line where he's like, I'm going to go after and kill Largo. And she goes, no. Uh, I, and he goes, yeah, but, you know, we've got to avenge your brother. And she goes, not if it means losing you. No, he's like, you lost your brother. And she's like, but I don't want to lose you. And I was like, but you don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know him. It's like, I hate to tell you, but you're going to lose me after like five minutes after the credits. <laughs> but there were some lines that are good. Again, that kissing was good. But then what was another one? Was it later toward the end? But vulnerable, what? You were quite, no, was that something else? Uh, something else uh, um, no I don't know if I <laughs> I just think I have a line towards the end which is like Rowan Atkinson showing up I knew it <laughs> oh yeah they, 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 well for one thing I just want to say the whole transition between the fight underwater and then yeah. him coming or her coming up from the pool and it's like Wait, the, the fight is over? When the oh, fuck right. did that well, happen? That's also the beginning of the movie where I was prepped. I'm always prepped for our opening, which is to be like, well, where, how do we go into our, what's our opening Bond sequence? There is no opening Bond sequence. Doesn't it just go right into the opening credits? Yeah. I, well, no, I, I don't, now I don't remember. I don't, there is a scene that so like brief, is set up isn't it? where it's very brief, where he's like running through a training exercise, but we don't okay. know it's a training exercise and he gets killed because. Because it's a woman, he doesn't, you know. But you're right; it's so brief. And I, honestly, now that I'm saying it, I don't remember if that happens before or after the credits. It could happen. I, I know because I, I mean, I think because I think the song just like kicked off to me, and I was like, oh, like I can't be right, or did I miss something? Because I started the movie, and I was like, I'm just going to start like getting my like you know water together. They play. That's what it is. It is the opening, thing. but it's there just are over no, the like, sequence. Credits, yeah, and they play the song over the sequence. That's right. That's right. Okay, you're right. You're right. Because I'm, I just wasn't ready for like that. There is no, so there is no. You can't even add that to the list of like, hey, no opening sequence. No, uh, and and you know, all right. So here, if we were going through this as a Bond movie, the villain, you know, was not as good as he was in Thunderball. Um. Bond girls, I think, kick ass in this. Love, love Kim Basinger. Do like that Fatima blush. Yeah, I love Fatima. I love Fatima. I said, I kind of said, her, this is her movie a few times because she looks great. The camera was she like, does. she's wearing a banging outfit. Let's just do a Dutch angle here and like highlight her running down the stairs. Let's get her from the back and showcase was, her outfit. I was just thinking of that scene because that's when he like goes, okay, go kill him. And she's like, yes, and so takes her hard. hair down. Yeah. She's skipping down the stairs. Pre-Zinya Anya top too. She is all the Zinya Anya top vibes, but just more emotional, more like, yeah. oh, do you like me? <laughs> oh, yeah. you love more me? Insecurity. <laughs> more insecurity. Very insecure. Um, um, yeah. yeah. And then and then it ends with him and Kim Basinger. It ends with uh literally mr bean coming and being like we need you back and he's like i said i would never join i'd never do this again and then kim basinger says never say never again james and he kisses her looks at the screen and winks a wink uh and we all <laughs> laugh and we just ah. laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh and my do gosh you, do you know how, you know how they came up with this name no so they were the way they got Connery to do this movie is they 
pretty much went drove a boatload of money up to his house. Like they went to him and they said, "We're gonna pay you more than they were at the studio because we're an independent film. Oh, this no. isn't studio." And Connery went, "I like money." You know, so he did it. He kind of was itching to do more of an action. I think it, he wanted to give a nice fuck you to yeah. Saltzman and Broccoli because he left mm. on bad terms. So they're sitting around. They have no script. They just know it's Thunderball. They don't even know what it's called because they can't call it Thunderball because they legally they could not include anything verbatim from the movie that was not from the book. Oh, interesting. So they literally had legal teams reading through it to make sure they weren't in copyright violation. Uh, the video so games. Pretty much. Uh, so then Connery and his wife and these people are sitting around having dinner and they're talking about what to call it. His wife goes, we should call it Never Say Never Again because Sean said he would never go back into the James Bond role again. And we just laughed and laughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, but like that's how you title your James Bond movie? Get the fuck out of here. Was he a producer? That feels like something like that gets you a producer credit that Sean Connery's like, I'll do it, but I gotta, you know, like fight or I got you know, I have a say yeah. in it. I well, I they they promised him a say in it. He wouldn't do it unless he had a say in it, and that's why they re rewrote the original yeah. script. That's why like four different rewrites on it. Because part of it was he was like, No, I want to do some action, write some action. Mm. <laughs> That is, that is, that is just a weird. Why that movie? Well, I mean, just but it's still. I don't know. It just feels weird because Casino Royale. I think that was always a weird thing that Casino Royale got done before, just just in the sixties and they're in the you know two thousands. They're like, yeah, this is our. Yeah. It's shocking that no one's ever done this really, like as a full yeah, well movie. Yeah, and I, it was because of that one we covered, that weird comedy with, like, Peter Sellers and Woody Allen and Orson yeah. Welles and David Niven. <laughs> yes. Uh, or the short, that even, like, that weird black and white short, which oh, yeah, is kind that's of right. weird, but that's not. And it's like, well, then why yeah. Why 2006? Why not Pierce Brosnan? I mean, I guess that I guess the beginning. It's like the opener. Yeah, I don't. I think that's what it was. I think they 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 couldn't do it to start off with, so because they had already sold the rights, or you know, by the time they got the rights back, it was like, well, you know, this is the beginning. This is his first mission. So I think like it only would have worked when they rebooted yeah. it, like they did. Um, and I'm glad. I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm glad they waited because I think they did such a bang up job with that movie. And I, I don't. I think. I don't think we would have gotten a version as good from any of the runs uh, because if, if it came in the Connery era, it wouldn't have come at the beginning. It would have come at the end where they were like, you know, Whatever. really, really high on like their own, like, you know, juices of bond. And, and, you know, like those, like we talked about, you only live twice and diamonds are forever. Not very good movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. All right. So any anything else about Never Say Never Again before we close the case on this and do our ratings? Fatima's the best. Fatima's the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love her. It's her movie. Her outfits are amazing. Um, <laughs> gosh. Uh, Mr. Bond, I want you to write that the best person ever used a French I'm tickler on you. Shocked, your honor. Your honor, I was shocked. Oh, wow. Felix is hot. Hot black man. Ooh, grizzly. Some, not the deaths were that great. 
For uh, yeah, uh, Blofeld looks like Freud, or maybe Alexander Graham Bell, and then Rowan Atkinson <laughs> catwalks. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I forget he's in this movie every time. Oh my gosh, it's alarming. He wants to hang out with Bond too. He's like, let's let's <laughs> let's hang out later. Yeah, he, he really. Oh, let's hang out, Mister Bond. No, I mean, get out of here, Mister Bean. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, weird outlier. Glad we covered it. Uh, I don't think I'll watch it again. <laughs> I don't think so either. No, no. I think I like it as a weird eighties movie. I just don't. Not as a Bond movie. And no, and it's because yeah. it's so slow. It's so like, yeah. And it's still two and a half hours long. I mean, I yeah. Mean, shorten this. It. Just watch for the Kim Basinger. She's dancing, having a great time. Yeah, and her and Sean Connery scenes I like. And the Fatima. Yeah. But she and Fatima. That's yeah. it. That's all you need. That's all you need. All right. All right. So this is officially the end of our James Bond run. We're going to be back in two weeks doing The Rock, kind of talking about if it is the you know sequel to the James Bond movies. And we're going to be, you know, dive delving into some weird 60s spy stuff but as this is our last james bond uh proper episode even though this isn't proper it is and it is and it's weird uh let let's we got our rankings we got our uh we're gonna go through a couple of rankings top 10 uh henchmen top 10 bond girls uh top 10 songs top 10 villains we're gonna rank the runs and or the you know the James Bonds in the order that we enjoy them, and then we are going to rank all twenty five movies. From I, I'm gonna start with my least favorite and work up. So uh, I fi- figure we'll start with the henchman first. All right. Um, um, so you want to start the henchman off, or you want me to start? The sure, henchman? I will start with the henchman. Um, Do it. So mine are a bit I don't know weaker. Uh, I think they're, I, 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 this is my instinct because a lot of these start with my instinct and then I sort of narrow down like, well, is this really like, uh, you know, adequate or like, what was their, what was their purpose? What, you know, what were their moments? But I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm trusting my heart on a lot of it. So Jaws is number one because ah, nice. it's just my, my youth, my 13 year old self. And, and it's always stuck with me and that, that actor has been brilliant um and just yeah and moonraker especially kind of sealed it because it's a lovable no it's a lovableness no i'm really no i'm attached to this character and tihi is number two uh because that was how you start the roger moore run and i like yeah. him i think he's cool i love his he's got a cool hook he's he mr who's the other some some samada yeah baron samidi um <clears throat> Is also, but he's not on my list. Uh, I just, I just kind of like Tihi. I think he's just cooler. I think he's like very personable and like very American also. Um, Fatima is number three from this movie. (laughs) From this movie. From this movie. Okay. And it's not just because she was nominated for a Golden Globe. And I wonder if that's like the only nomination for a Bond besides songs. For like in a big major award ceremony. I don't know. I just think she's cool. I think she is like Xenia on your top as a female, you know, henchwoman, woman, but she is just uh yeah, just like um vicious too. She is like for the eighties. 
Um, Mayday is number four. <laughs> it was similar. <laughs> I just love her, and I think she's beautiful, and I want to represent that movie on this list. Um, and I, yeah, uh, I think she looks great, and she's also a little has some some emotion to her. Mister Wint and Mister Kid is my number five. Also, because they're kind of recent, I was like, and they alarmed me to begin with. It's it's very different. They're very different henchmen. Um, also, queer coded, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We don't see that. Um, Benicio del Toro is number six. Dario from License to Kill because <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. I love I him. Forgot about him, and now I have to. I have to make. You a... can adjust if you want to. And I have. Yes. I so hot, and his yeah, he is just such a. He's very American. It's like a very Amer- like American, North American thing. Mr. Hicks, Spectre. I forgot about him. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, gosh, wrestler uh, who's Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. Um, Flippin'. Uh, oh, boy. I just forgot his actor's name. Yeah, it just would Because you asked me what his name was, it went out of my head. I know. Head, but. Uh, but yes, Drax. new great actor. He's silent. He gouges his eyes out. He doesn't talk, which I thought was he was the best part of Spectre. That's that my man. I agree. Odd job is number seven. Okay. Uh, yes, odd job because I just he is just kind of iconic, but he's lower on my list for that reason. Rosa Klev, Ro- Russia with Love. She always freaked me out. I think that is something that she sticks with me as a younger person watching that that sort of a classic sean connery movie um mm. and i think i'm revisiting that i'm like i still think that sticks with me i think that's a cool th- i like my female henchwomen too uh, i agree i agree not just not just as a as a bond girl Zenya is number nine which is rough but I, fatima is so high now because she is so fatima is just so glamorous and Zenya doesn't have that depth <laughs> That now I see that Fatima has. Oh, it's a real problem. But I love Zinya. I think I just also love. Um, do you ever watch House on Haunted Hill, the remake for Halloween? Oh yeah, the nineteen ninety version. I love Baby Girl. Um, the actress who plays Zinya in that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, right. That's such a weird energy. She's such a she's a, a, like a cool actress. I like her a little yeah. bit more in House on Haunted Hill than sometimes Goldeneye. You know what I find funny about Famke Jensen is the first time I ever saw her was on Goldeneye, and she was Zania on a top, this like yeah. woman who just oozed sex. And then and she's an attractive woman, but like every other thing she did after that, she's like, you know, ch- like she's awkward, like she was really awkward in the faculty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Or or like Jean Grey, like she's yes. Jean Grey. She's not like super Scientist. sexy, Jean Grey. Yes. I love I love her like 90s career. I do Oof. too. And this and I love I think gosh, I love her. She's kind of my Jean Grey forever. Yeah, mine say. too. And my last one is Necros from Living Daylights, but only because I think you guys yeah. liked Necros from like his he had the headphones and he had the music a little bit, and he was like oh, the right. boss in the kitchen with the knives. And I thought, oh yeah, and I like Timothy Dalton's era of uh, solid henchmen, but he's lower; he's very low on the list. So you know what? I, I just added him to my list because I did completely you? forgot about him. I did. Yeah, you guys liked him. I was like, he was never on my radar. That movie is so icy and blonde to me, so I just I, I threw him in. No, I, I I appreciate that. I should have I forgot about them because I just I was going through this at work today because I forgot to put my my rankings and I was doing it. No, I'm always bad. Um, <laughs> all right, so I love your list. I think we have 
I think I only have one person on my list that you do not. Ooh. And all of the others uh, are are on on your list. I, I will tell you that the two I knocked off to put Dario and Necros on were Baron Samidi, just because he's an iconic-looking one. Yes, 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 he is very... Uh, but yeah. he doesn't really do much. No, I know. Um, and Miranda Frost, just because I, I just thought... I, again, I like female Bond villains, and I like that she was not like this over sexualized one she was very business oriented i liked her too yeah i like and i like um, that actress yeah so i i think that i'll give them like you know uh mentions honorable mentions honorable, I have those two. <laughs> um but all right so 10 then would be necros for me mm, yeah uh nine would be dario mm, so you are down all right yes eight is rosa Klebb. Ooh, okay yeah i i think we put her at like the same nice. one actually yeah i think so uh, I, I agree with you. I think she is. Uh, there's just something about that actress and that character. I know. And she's menacing. She's very menacing. Very menacing. Very strong. With, very strong. And she's the one with the the knife in her shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care for that. No. But very <laughs> iconic. Uh, then seven, I did Winton Kit. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, like they're just very odd. They're gay coded, yeah. which I really like. Uh, not that you know. I mean, they're villains, but it was the sixties, and we got to give something, right? Um, six is Mayday because I, I'm with you. I fucking love Mayday. Grace Jones was awesome. Mm-hmm. The only reason she wasn't fifth was because that that spot takes my girl Zania on a top as number ah! five. Yeah, of course, I, you guys would. I know. I, she's like, it's not even the sex thing. I, she's just, I. She's one of my favorite henchmen, um, and I think it's because I saw. Goldeneye before I saw um, Living Daylights, uh, not Living Daylights, mm. uh, A View to a Kill. Oh, yeah. So she was my first, like, strong. Oh, this is a strong Bond female henchman. She's she's more dangerous, I'd argue, than Mayday, though, too. She is, like, it, t- horror, horrific in some ways, yes. I think. And Mayday kind of, you know, goes with Bond at the end and saves the day and gets herself killed. Xenia on top is trying to kill Bond till the moment he snaps her in two of Sure. The he has to he has to destroy her in the <laughs> worst way. You right. have to. You have to, Jason. Oh, because she'll just keep coming back. Yeah, you know she will. She knows it's just like a <laughs> You shoot her in the heart, and she will just somehow come back to life. Let's 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 get like a, fr- a horror franchise with her. Oh, <laughs> her teeth are not like hundred percent white. That doesn't matter. I know, but she's like her makeup is a little bit too. Pay- I have a lot of things to say about Sonia on your top that I didn't say. I think in that first. <laughs> Been thinking about it for months. Been thinking about it. It still sits with me as a child from a child <laughs> watching that. Uh, so then, number four, I got Teehee. Mm-hmm. I like him because I, I him. he is great and he was great in the book because mm-hmm. he was actually in the book as well. Uh, three, I got Jaws. Um, Jaws would have been higher for me, except I fucking hate Moonraker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think Jaws is excellent in the Spy Who Loved Me. Uh huh. Yeah. Number two, this is the one that didn't make your list. Knickknack. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Knickknack. I still love that. I still love that movie. That's a real. I know that's a problem, but I like that movie a lot. No, I do too. It's high on my list. It's high on my list. <laughs> uh, and then my number one is Odd Job, and I think for the same oh, reason, uh, it's because uh, I think Goldfinger was like my first James Bond. I remember as mm. a kid 
when they were selling the James Bond video cassettes, like, you know, from like Franklin Mint or whatever. And I would stay home from school and they'd show the commercials. They would always show the scene where he takes his hat off and he throws it and he cuts the, the, the sculpture and he just does the, like, you know, thing with his neck. And I, I don't know, it, it just made an impression with me. Uh, I wore a bowler hat in high school. <laughs> for that reason? No. Not for that reason, but not not for that reason. I mean, it was a part of it. Um, and I, so I think when I think of like the most iconic henchman, I think of Odd Job, and that's probably why. Mm. I dig it. All right. Oh, so. Which one you want to do next, Ginny? I can do song because I did not like the song for um, "Never Say Never Again." Nice. Uh, I and I think we kind of I feel like we have talked about this a lot, like just as a podcast. But I think I I I, I narrowed it down. I, I sort of have it listed. But I'll start from ten to one. Okay, so, sounds good. So ten is the world is not enough. I just really love that song. I love garbage. I do too. Love Shirley Manson. And <laughs> that song feels like a throwback to like um, uh, a classic uh, Bond songs. And that's just why. And I will listen to it. And I will always like play through the whole, you know, opening with that song. Skyfall's number nine. Wow. Similar, okay. Cool. But maybe a little overplayed. And I, I love Adele, but I always had my huge Adele phase in like college. And I love her, but that's not. I don't think that's like the ultimate Bond song like a lot of people do. And I'm like, no, you just know we're not. Let's just play around. Um, no Time to Die is number eight, which is the Billie cool. Eilish one. I just like that song. I think a lot. I, I think uh, I don't know. There's like she did the Barbie song too, one of the Barbie songs that I'm like kind of debating on which I like more. But I think the No Time to Die is more like heartbreaking and like pensive. Unlike that stupid um flipping what was the last movie that i hate specter so much oh god yeah <laughs> and I, I hate that song and i was like we should have scrapped that movie and just gone right to the billy eilish one um <laughs> whatever uh but then the follow-up is um seven is another way to die i ranked that higher than the oscar winners oh, cool. because your honor we should have just we should have in between these you know skyfall you should have done another rock song that was experimental and cool, like another way to die. I know we don't like, no one likes that song, but me. Oh, I like that song a lot. I don't care. I just think it's such a uh, funky song that's edgy, kind of like, you know, my name, but then we just jumped off to ballads. We're like, Oh, the ballads are working. We're just going back to the, the the skyfall and everyone's doing skyfall now. And I'm like, I think skyfall was sort of, relevant but whatever i just love another way to die and i will always listen to it every november um when a bond movie comes out and then nobody does it better is my number six uh, i just i too, love actually. it <laughs> i really yeah. love it <laughs> um yeah dang it i just that's just such a like a 70s i feel it gives me like reminds me of my mom and sort of like a, these female songwriters and of uh uh of the 70s yes it's such a that's an oscar winner i think or oscar nominee i think so yeah i love it goldeneye is number five nice. yes yes i just love it god i love it so much tina turner coming back and uh bono and the edge and oof, so good it's just such a 
That's a perfect throwback. And we should have had one of those if we did a Daniel Craig. Yeah. I'm just yelling at nobody. License to Kill is number four, as it always will be wow. forever as my karaoke. Yes, your honor. I'm not backing down on Timothy Dalton in this, my list. No, and it's, as well, you it, shouldn't. I'm just surprised. <laughs> no, nope. I love it. I can sing it from heart. Uh, it's so good. It's so 80s. It's such my 80s song. Live and Let Die is three. Nice. That's uh, yes, 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 yes. You know, my name is number two. I'll never just forget being in high school and just and everyone loving it and dating a guy who literally going, I wake up to that song every day on my alarm and just it gets me like all the energy to wake up and I was like, <laughs> all right and then um and goldfinger is number one nice awesome i, I love it i should have diamonds of forever on there i think that i i wish i just can't i just can't do I'm it i'm surprised you went for goldfinger over the uh diamonds of forever because i think oh, last time yeah. we when we did it you had said that you liked that one better i know i just think uh I just, I just sort of was like re-listening to my list, and it's like, that's the, that's the, you know, Charlie Bassey. That it's just, yeah. I don't know. No, it's it's, it's kind of iconic to me. Yeah, I have some certain my certain things can be, you know, different, but that not that. Yeah. No, that's I, I get that. That's cool. Uh, all right. So we have a very different list, and I'm very oh, excited. I'm so excited. This. So my ten is Living Daylights. I love Living Daylights too because I have that on my like Spotify. I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's a great Bond song per se, but it's a song that will just be in my head every now and then. And every now and then, you'll like see me walking through the halls at school, going, "Oh, the Living Daylights." I know, I um, it too. Yeah, so that's that's my ten. Uh, my nine is a View to a Kill, very similar vibe. Um, we dance again, into the fire. I don't know if it's a good Bond song, but it gets me pumped. I really enjoy I the song. I love Duran Duran. Uh, then World is Not Enough. I'm with you. I love that song. It's such a like, it's such a good throwback to these Bond songs. And I think the that's something that like the um, the the Bros the Brosnan era Pierce Brosnan era like yeah. really excels at is their songs like even the Cheryl Crow one which is not on my list is a good throwback yeah I like yeah 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 we had it uh, right in the nineties yeah no we did we hard. as the Matrix said it was the best time to be alive <laughs> the peak of civilization <laughs> um, so seven and this is this where it gets crazy man with the golden gun. The man with the golden gun. <laughs> I can sing them all, Jason. I know. It's, love is required whenever he's high. Who's, who's that some, again? Some, that's little Lulu. Okay. She <laughs> did great... to stir with love. Okay. Oh yes, yes, yes. But it's just—it's so catchy and it's so sixties. Mm -hmm. It reminds me, like, I feel like I'm going to a go-go like yeah, yeah, club. Yeah. Like you just want to do like the monkey arm swing dancing right. to that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. And I just love that movie, Start to Finish. I love Man that the movie. Mm -hmm. It might be my favorite Roger Moore. No, it, it can't be because, I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll get to it. Anyway. <laughs> um, then Six, Nobody Does It Better, because you're right. That's a kick-ass song. Carly Simon rocks. Mm -hmm. then, then Five, I Got Skyfall. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I really like that one. I, I you know, I... I, I I'm not saying it's the best, but I kind of think that it was 
it does it is a good throwback i thought i th- i think people and i think the problem with that song is it's so good that people the again the next two movies base their songs off of that like you like, I don't know if that ruins that song then, if that's like sometimes. And I like have the, one of the songs listed, but yeah. It's such a like, yeah. this no, is it's... the end. It's so dramatic. You could have ended that series on that song, like alone. A hundred percent. Yeah. And and of course, anything that gives us anything to do with Spectre, you got to take points mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. Um, then four is Goldeneye, because I just, that's a kick ass song. It's Goldeneye. Yeah, right. No lays for leisure. <laughs> Commitment. I fucking love Tina Turner. Um, all right. And then three, they're all Shirley Bassey, because I, I love me some Shirley Bassey, but three is Goldfinger. I as as iconic as it is, I think it is the lesser of the three. Ooh, I, I yeah, I know you're right. I just didn't want to blast me on any I, I get it. Or... <laughs> I mean, look, I put Shirley Bassey in all the top three, so I all right. I can I can blaspheme a bit. Uh, then two is Diamonds Are Forever because I think that's a kick ass song. And then yeah. ironically, my number one song is Moonraker, and it is ironic because it is literally the mo- the only James Bond movie I fucking hate. What was the? But what is the song? The song is not called Moonraker, is it? It is. It is. Yes. Called and moon- how the Moonraker Ooh. goes. Just, my issue is that our joke in high school was it was Moonraker. with a rake. I don't know why we would say that. So you're on. I can't. Can't do it. It's all right. Um, but yeah, so that's mine. Uh, and I guess I give honorable mention to the Sher- the Cheryl Crow one. Because uh, I do think that's a kick-ass song. I'd probably put that 11 if I was doing if it. A, could, list if of could. I know. Yeah. I love so- I love all the Bond songs. I my November, my November is filled with just Bond songs when I'm driving or walking anywhere. Yeah, I I listen. Uh, sometimes I listen to them on a loop. I have just the uh, the albums, like just the Bond songs, uh, because sometimes I just need that energy. Sometimes I I like to play in my head that I. Am a secret British agent from the sixties who womanizes and drinks too much. <laughs> it's a very specific fantasy, James. <laughs> um, and speaking of very specific fantasies, would you like to jump to the Bond girl? Yeah, I would. I'll start with my right. ten. Although I have my shout-outs too, but my ten. And I did it. I think I did it. I'm looking at it, just going again. Some were instinct because instinct, and I sort of mushed them around and ranked them what I had mm-hmm. to. But I start with Pam Bouvier, and she is from License to Kill, and I love License okay. to Kill. So she's American. She is a U.S. agent who has to cut her hair and become like the the downside with her is that she kind of she kicks butt. She has a shotgun at a bar, but she is like you know um, she kind of gets pushed to the side. Bond kind of like you know uh you know makes moves on other women besides her but then but she's a cool chick i love her i love her style um for an 80s bond girl she's cool she has agency then mayday I do, can i count them i'm gonna count some of the hench women and bond women as the same you can do whatever you want this is your I list i like mayday <laughs> a lot i have her listed and i think i i trust myself a lot of my 60s girls aren't going to be there i should have her higher but i have tracy uh, Teresa mm-hmm. from Her Majesty's Secret Service because she's his wife and she's uh, Diana Rigg. And I think I always liked 
um, um, Avengers more than sometimes like it like it offended me to see to see Her Majesty's Secret Service when I only knew her from like watching yeah. TV Land and watching the Avengers. Um, maybe that's why she's a bit she's too she's not kicking ass as much as I'd like her to be. I have Pussy Galore as my set six. Six. Nice. Where is it? One, two. Oh, I might have the. How many women do I have? <gasps> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, I have to cut one out. I will not cut her out. Uh, maybe I have to cut Mayday out then. I have to mix. Well, yeah, you could always keep her as a. She's one of my henchmen because I'm like looking at my list. And I have way too many. So, um, Pussy Galore is my my seventh then, and just because. I think she was one of the tougher ones and kind of classic. Um, Paloma from I love Paloma. I love her so much. I relate to her. I I love her energy. I miss her every day of my life. <laughs> She's still alive in the universe. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but I miss her. I love her. Um, I guess Paloma all day, every day. I and all the Bond women in that movie are great, but I love Paloma because she looks great and she's just so energetic and so perky. We don't. We're my perky Bond girls. We're the don't get your, you know, thrown out of a, a window. Um, <laughs> like, Diamonds of Forever. Vesper is number five. Nice. I always love Vesper. I miss her forever and always. Um, Honey Rider is four. I love Honey Rider. I think I bought like white bikinis and like high school because we wanted to be her and like in, been in college and we're just like we'll be tan let's walk out and also i think me and my sister will say are you stealing my shells do you want my shells like, you want the it's just awesome. so done. these are my shells uh, <laughs> and then uh zenya is number three i think I, I just i don't know if that's quite right but that's where i have her because i think she is so shocking to me and has stuck with me as a child <laughs> as a child i was like <laughs> Uh, I think I have Fatima as two. I don't know why I love her so much. Wow, Maybe you really do. For Golden Globe and she looks <laughs> great. Oof, I like her so much. I love her, and she was water skiing. She also could do a really high kick with her leg. And I, I think my number one is the most important though. I think it's Wei Lin because nice. I had never seen um, Tomorrow Never Dies till this podcast. Like really, no, I had not. I had not. I didn't care for it. And she's the coolest. And like, I'm she's so, awesome. I just, yeah, her and Pierce have really great chemistry where I don't feel like, I don't know, he was just totally womanizing on, or I don't know, just like let, a little lecherous. I don't know how to say it, but I, I think, I just think, I think she had the best of him, but I think they were like hot together and like, yeah, um, she was cool. She could kick butt and she should have had her own movie. And they were trying to do Absolutely. that, which is nuts. And then she won an Oscar, which is great, but I love her. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving that her she's having a renaissance. Me I love too. That oh yes, I love yes. All right, all right. So again, we have a lot of overlap, but also very different. Go so, for it. Mine's a mess. All right, my number ten is Melina Haverlock. Who's that? Melina Haverlock <laughs> is the woman from uh, "For Your Eyes Only." Okay. If you remember, like the whole plot of that is the this this couple gets killed so someone can take their yeah. land and she's the daughter looking for revenge. Yes. Oh, you're um, okay. I know. I'm gonna, no. So I, yeah, I remember really liking her uh, enough to be number 10. Anyway, I, I didn't use reuse hench. So like, okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. Healthy. Um, <laughs> so 
nine. No, no, it's fine. I just didn't do it. Nine for me is Paloma. I love Paloma. I'm with you. I'm in the Paloma fan club. The only reason she's not higher is because she only has like one scene in that movie. Yeah, like, yeah. She's really almost not in that movie. I kind of wish she was the Bond girl of that movie instead of like his love interest. Frenchy. I know. Um, but you know, it is what it is. But Paloma's awesome. Then number eight, I got Tiffany Case from Diamonds oh, Are Forever. Think, yeah, but she just she screws up the end. She does, but like if you ignore that, and also like I've read the book, so I yeah. know like what the character was supposed to be. Um, and I just like that she does, you know, I, like we talked about last time, like her the agency she has in the beginning, the whole mm-hmm. like I don't get dressed up for the help, and uh, you know her very being very blasé about a lot of things. Uh, got her that play got us eight on the list for me mm. uh seven i got jinx i know i'm the only oh like- i like oh i do like jinx okay uh because like you are the only person who defends quantum of solace i don't defend the movie the the what the hell is that the that die another called, day uh, die another day i don't defend die another day i know objectively it's not good i enjoy the shit out of that movie because it is so over the top and I I love Halle Berry. I love that they're like, no, we're going to give him an equal. Yeah, and, and she I think, is. Yeah, she's an equal. She doesn't fuck up. She does. She never gets saved. And it's Halle Berry doing it. So, oh, she's the perfect got 2000s everything. Agreed. Uh, and her and Pierce look good together. They do. They And they were. They all said great chemistry. <laughs> they did. Um, then six is Vesper Lind. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, she is important to the the, the the franchise. Five is Honey Rider. I'm with you. She's iconic. Oh, I am. Uh, four is Pussy Galore. There, that's um, because again, iconic. <laughs> uh, you know, but problematic. <laughs> <laughs> not a, not her fault. But yes, um, three is where I put Waylin. Uh, okay, I think she's fantastic. I just think there are. And, and I'm sure you know who my number one is, but uh, but she's only three because Triple X did it first, and she's number two. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Anya, I, oof! I oof, I'm oof, I didn't put her in the because <laughs> I like she is my one of my favorite parts about yeah. the Roger Moore run. Yeah, yeah, that's valid. Um, and then of course number one is Tracy because it's it's Diana Rigg and I I am a huge on Her Majesty's Secret Service defender like as anyone who listens to this show knows <laughs> and she is a big part of that so uh, Diana Rigg always in my heart number one Bond girl for me yes yes amen ugh Triple X you're right you're so right yeah she was hi Mister Cust. Oof. She, but but like you know i could see why you left her off like because if you're going for like waylin or triple x i know I there's some other people Lynn. that i love yeah but um i know you had villains and their plans yeah i figured we could just i mean i just did villains okay um, like, because, I had, I, they're Wolfgang... sort of similar they're they're ranked like like kind of by plans to, i mean okay i think that's kind of normal but if i had to I do have that, li- you know, briefly listed. <laughs> Not, I don't think I have ten, but I think I have a few. I well, like. I think like 
the reason I excluded the plans was because Blofeld has like three movies where he has three plans. Well, and... like, now I'm curious about who's your best Blofeld or if you have Blofeld listed like eight times on this list. Can we do that? Should we do that or no? We could. I, I haven't mean, listened I... once. I haven't once. I, listen... I know exactly which per actor I have. Yeah, I listed him once. If I had to say which one I'm listing, it's Telly Savalas. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have I like Donald Pleasance. We just don't yes. get enough of him. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think in my mind that there was a bunch of him when I was growing up. Or I saw, I just kept seeing him and I love Donald Pleasance. So he is on my list. No, I, I get it. Uh, all right. So you want to do villains? Sure. Um, right. I do have from, I, I, this is going to be maybe problematic. This is 10. I I have him, Franz Franz Klaus from mm-hmm. Never Say Never Again. I just think he was fascinating, and I count him as the villain, not um, uh, uh, Margo. Yes, because I just he was like very interesting. He's very modern, and it was like a weird, better than anything in happening in Living Daylights, and um, <laughs> I mean, I probably should have. Um, uh, Christopher Walken, but I don't because I think he's just a little <laughs> over the top for me. So I think this guy was a bit weird. I kind of I threw him in there because he was the most recent one I saw. Uh, Doctor Kanaga is my number nine. Kanaga. Kana- oh, okay. Um. Uh. I love. I love him. <laughs> I love that actor, and I kind of like that. That was the first Roger Moore movie. And he was like the first Roger, you know, the villain, and he was so interesting. He has that weird, like t- the weird two characters too, and I love, I love him. Um, Robert Davi is my number e no my number yeah my number eight. Um, Which was, who's Robert? Davi? Robert Davi is from License to Kill. Was gonna, was gonna oh right, License to Kill. On. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he is a uh, he's a he's, it is very Miami Vice. I understand, but I think he is also being very real and down to earth and serious, and he's very modern. And I love him. Hugo Drax is my number seven. Wow. Okay. Um, I know. Again, I, I uh, these are people. They're not grand. I think these are personal things. My number, oh, of course, is Electra King. I love Electra. You will not get me to not love her. And she's not a she's not a henchwoman. She is not a Bond no. girl. She's kind of a Bond she's, girl, but she is. She is so she's the villain. Up, man. Like, oh, dude, that is like her. I love I love Sophie Marceau. Um, I think that was always when I was like, there was someone that's not empowerment. She, her life is just like, oof, oof, magoof, a little bit of trauma, and uh, and uh, she is the strongest, one of the strongest women, um, in the Bond series. Um, I think I have Alec Trevelyan from Goldfinger as my number five. I just, yeah, yeah, I love him. I think that was kind of, you know, that's also your first, what's your first really Bond movie as a kid. I think it's Gold, it's Goldfinger or Gold, um, GoldenEye. And he sticks out to me. I have Donald Pleasance's Blofeld. Also because of his, his mission, which is just kind of pitting the US and Russia against each other. That's very classic to me. I love mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance. He is like a, Italy Savalas is too American for me. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I kind of need, this is sounds, that sounds bad. But I need, uh, if you're going to be American, I need you to be American. <laughs> you're going to be North American, I need you to be very North American. Um, and Francisco Scaramanga is my number three from nice. Man with the Golden Gun because I love that movie. And I love, um, 
I love Christopher Lee so much. And he's a fun house. He's a fun house. And it is so, it is such a beachy, that is a beachy movie to me. Um, Goldfinger is my, is my number two. I just, it's classic. And I think you're right. I think you're right. He is a, like kind of a horrible villain in hindsight. I think it's, he seems not menacing. He seems like a golf, yeah. golf, you know, a golf playing rich man, but uh, he is not. And Raul Silva is my number one. Nice. And it never happened to me till I saw that, like, what, two years when I had to watch it for this podcast. And I think my, you know, my husband really loved that movie. Maybe about a year ago, yeah. But yeah. I really just sat down and watched that whole movie. I love him so much. I love I love um, uh, uh, who's that? Who's that baby boy? But I, I love that actor. I love that. He was, he was scary to me. He was, like, kind of devastating. He's brilliant. Yeah. Oof. His face. The face, like, when he yeah. takes the teeth out. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Horrific. That is, that's, that's horrific. Yeah. It is. Oof. All right. I love it. I love that you Weird put list. Silva first. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I also have a strange list, uh, which we actually line up on two of them. All right. Uh, but but you'll you can tell my you can tell my bias from my list because they're almost all like older ones. But here we go. So number 10 is Dr. No. Uh Dr. No would have been higher, but he's only in 20 minutes of the movie. I know. Two hour, 20 minute movie. <laughs> but he's iconic, you know, like the hands. He's, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was just so much going on with him. Number nine is uh, Grant from Russia with Love. Ooh, yeah. Uh, because, well, A, it's, you know, it's Quint from, <laughs> from Jaws. <laughs> yeah. And B, just like, I, I don't know, like, it's that scene for me on the, the train where he's pretending to be the, the the other double O and he's just so good at it. And then mm-hmm. he like mm-hmm. snaps and he's like menacing. And like, so that, that really made him stand out to me. Um, eight is Max Zorin because it's Christopher Walken as a fucking James Bond Oof. villain. And I don't care how over the top he is. I agree with him. That's a nice <laughs> view to a kill. <laughs> the way he says it, he's blonde. It's and it's it's just Chris Walken. That's it. He can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, seven, I got the shift mm-hmm. uh, because I thought Mads Mikkelsen does a great job, and he's not too over the top, yeah. but still menacing. Yeah, I just I love Mads uh, Mikkelsen so much. Six, I, I got him. Silva because I thought he was fantastic. It's just really hard to beat my top five mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but I think uh, everything you said, I second. I think he's a menacing villain. I love the villains that have personal connections with Bond. And this is one of them. And then the fact that it's M and the fact that, like, yeah, he's a villain, but he's not 100% wrong. Like, I really like that about uh, him. Uh, then five, Alec Trevelyan for England, mm-hmm. James. For England. For England, James. <laughs> um, because, again, personal connection. I love Sean... Uh, Sean Bean. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah, and I and so and I love Golden. I love everything about that movie. I know it doesn't hold up for some people, but it does for me. Uh number three, I got Mr. Big from uh mm. from Live and Let Die. Uh so he was your number, you had his real name. I yes, just, I, I had uh, <laughs> um Dr. Kan- Kan- Kananga. Kananga. That's Kananga. it, Dr. Kananga. Um, because it's Yafet Kodo, it's like a very, 
uh it's a it's you know our first i think it's our first first black villain mm-hmm, uh but, and yeah. he's really really good at villainy and he has the most ridiculous death in the whole franchise where like they pump his head full of air weird oh that is a, that's a bad death yeah you're right oh and i love uh, it yeah it's but it's great to watch then three is scaramanga because it's christopher lee and the man with the golden gun is criminally underrated mm-hmm. uh two is blofeld i but i didn't have a specific blofeld like i was just thinking of like blofeld in general mm-hmm um, so he gets number two because he has a lot of time and he's yeah, like, it's actually, you know, he is the, the big villain for Bond. Um, and like, if no, if no one saw me saying Goldfinger is my favorite villain, I don't know what to tell you. I've done nothing but talk about how I think Goldfinger is the best thing since sliced bread on this podcast. <laughs> mm but yeah, so that's that's my list, and I love that like we we linked up on Trevelyan and Scaramanga. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, Rice, who by the way is uh, uh, very happy that we're back. <laughs> 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 Things have been awfully dull around here. Bureaucrats running the whole place. Everything done by the book. Can't make a decision unless the computer gives you the go ahead, <laughs> which I believe is a key line. Yes, yes. Gratuitous sex and violence, and he's like, yeah. That was a crazy uh, line. Chris walking for the win. Yeah, Chris walking. <laughs> I just pictured Chris walking as a double O, right? Like a cute game in his watch. I'll put this watch <laughs> on my ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we only have two categories left. Uh, you want to do, we'll save the, the movies for last. Okay. You want to do like rank, rank your bombs? Yeah, I think that's efficient for me and i it kind of was a little like i think when i was doing it i was like this will be easy and i was like oh no that was a little hurting i think but i'm just gonna be i'm strong in my feelings so i do it um so my um it's it's just just i, I could start from the top but um baby boy from um on her majesty's secret service yeah. lazenby <laughs> is my last although i never i think i'd like to when i was kind of growing up more is is my um what is that six right technical no no uh seth fifth. fifth fifth uh that run is that's that's lower to me it's, it was kind of how I, I used to love it when i was younger i will say now it's not there for me anymore just not on the movies not on that level dalton because i have to make way for dalton even though he has two movies i think they're strong i think people like them more than they say they will he did nothing wrong in his run what was wrong what was wrong what was wrong no one will give me an answer you didn't like him he's great he's great he's accurate um so he is perfect uh brosnan uh um kind of like connery though i think it maybe in hindsight i don't know like he's similar it's just more of a modern turn but their their runs are similar a little cheesy little classic mm, they're you know kind of cads but romance you know but like ladies men craig is my number two because it's so solid and i think connery is my number one because it's still diverse and interesting i think to this day like even now i'm like he's gentler in this last movie but he can be he's more rough he's more action-packed he's a bit of a spy in some movies otherwise he's just a, a fist kind of a fisticuffs man i i yeah i think i pfft. Yeah, and I think Connery's got some classics, like so like this, Craig. 
this is crazy, Jenny, because we have the same exact list. Do we? You don't have more up yes. high? You don't? No, I don't. So, no. all right, I'll go through it. Lazenby's last, and he's only last because he only had the one movie. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think he did a bad job. A lot of people hate him. I think that hatred is just because he's not Sean Connery. Um, I think I think his third movie would have been excellent. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he would have been excellent in his third movie if he got it because he would have been settled in the role. And I don't think he was bad in the role. Five is more um, because I just don't like how cartoonish Roger Moore plays it. Um, I think the run, if we're looking at the run, there's a couple of excellent movies, but it also has some of the worst. So it's like, you know, yes, we get Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, and we get mm-hmm. um, The Spy Who Loved Me, but then we also get Moonraker and like mm-hmm. Octopussy and A View to a Kill, which, you know, if you take out the villains, both of them, you have nothing. It's it's not a very fun movie without mm. them. Um, so that's why more ranks so low for me. Dalton, I he I like what he gave us. I wish he did more. I think uh, the Living Daylights is uh, probably my favorite of the two, and I think again, it's really um, it it's just undervalued. It's it's not really given a chance because I think mm-hmm. you know they they I think a lot of people don't like change, and mm-hmm. when you take when you go from the more run, which was over the top with the gadgets and the sex and the, all this stuff, and then you pair it back to a more realistic bond, I think that shift, people were not ready for it, which is why they didn't like it. But uh, I think there's a lot uh, there's a lot in the Living Daylights particular, I think, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and of course, like, you know, uh, License to Kill is like, you know... Uh, all right, you know, I this is a personal now, you know, you, you killed Felix. Like, yeah. I, that's a good conceit. Like, there's a lot of good stuff in those two movies. Brosnan is three. I love Brosnan. I love Goldeneye. I have a soft spot for Die Another Day. I can defend most of Tomorrow Never Dies, but like, uh, The World is Not Enough, I think, is really hard to, was really hard to watch this time. As much as I do <laughs> like regina king in that and I, I don't think it's a i don't think it's like unwatchable i just when as we were watching it like in considering where it falls it was really hard oh no um but yeah but i think brosnan like is a great bond with one great movie and a couple of really fun movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then craig i think craig has probably the best uh the best run outside i mean outside of connery i think like the only miss in my opinion is Spectre. yes that's what i was kind of like a little similar to yeah it's so solid except for that but you know we all have missed we all have hit you know exactly and look before anyone starts bitching about quantum of solace i'm going to remind you of three things <laughs> oh, one it. <laughs> it was the writer strike so they did what they could two this movie was mostly improvised and set around these action sequences, which I thought were good. And three, and most important, the bike flip. The bike flip. Everyone is. Oh, I'm so the bike mad. Flip's classic. Ooh, and that offer seems pretty good too. When he just like infects everyone's earpieces and he's like, "I'm listening," and they're like, "Ooh, no!" He's such a it's, good spy. You know, he's a good. And spy. that's the thing. Without the writer strike, I think Quantum of Solace would have been. 
excellent. Yeah, Chef's Kiss. Yeah. It could have been their Dark Knight. They're, no, their Skyfall is their Dark Knight. Yeah, their Skyfall, <laughs> Sky I think, is their Dark Knight, for sure. But um, I need and Quantum of Solace. We need it. Yes, we have Connery. Uh, yeah, no, no, I agree. Quantum of Solace, like, I don't count that as a... I, Spectre is the only bad one in that run, in my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, Connery, he's classic. Uh, I agree with you. He, he like You see a lot of growth from him, a lot of change. Earth, yeah. Um, I love I love him in like the only ones the only one the only one I don't really like him in is uh, you only live twice. Yeah, I because he's he's kind of a dick in that and, <laughs> great, and he's kind of racist. <laughs> like more racist. Hundred percent, yeah. Like kind of assess what is the what's the worst bond? <laughs> like, right. I, mean, I think for him, it's 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 definitely that you only live twice. Because I, I actually rather like him, even though I'm not crazy about Diamonds Are Forever. I like him in Diamonds mm-hmm, Are Forever. Mm-hmm, I like, uh, I love him in Goldfinger when he's mm-hmm, like the worst spy ever, mm-hmm. fucking up, falling ass backwards into the wind. Uh, um, I, I really like him in Doctor No. Like he really yes, captures yeah. the the beginning of this. Like, and I think a lot of people like forget like what an impact Connery had on this. He was not famous when it came out. But he became James Bond. And I think if Connery isn't in this role and they don't get someone like I don't I'm not I'm not saying this exists because of Connery, but I think Connery has something something. He had something mm-hmm, that made mm-hmm, him stand mm-hmm. out. And I think if they didn't cast Connery and they miscast this role, we don't have twenty five of these films. No, no, no. You're chasing that. Like who has another and then I think Roger Moore has that like a little bit of a charisma. And if you're looking for yeah. very specific people after that, and you're like, and you kind of had a miss with like Lazenby, maybe you didn't respond as well. And they're like, No, we can't do it again. We gotta get someone who's gonna I don't know. Right. Like, and and I, I will say this though, on this watch, I used to dislike Roger Moore like as the actor making choices about James Bond. Now that I watch this, I realize I don't dislike Roger Moore at all as an actor. I think in the movies that he has directed well in and that are good, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there are movies that are not directed well and he's really terrible. And it's not his he's fault. On it's- it. No, it's some of his movies are on my list of like top best movies. It's just not, not that I, I can't, you're un- unwatchable. I just, it's not, you know. Your run hundred percent isn't for me. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so you, you're ready for the the movies? Oof, I think so. And again, this might. Uh, I don't think this will change, but I just I think I have to go with my gut on a lot of these, and also Do just it. what I love and what I've if I've kind of revisited something, I'm like, what is very strong to me. So my number ten is two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, I'm ready. Um, so, Man with a Golden Gun is my number ten. That is my summer movie. That is like that is a precious movie to me that me and my sister love. And I love Mary Goodnight, even though she's a terrible Bond girl. But and I love Christopher Lee. I love the aesthetic. I love that's an adventure. It's an adventure of a movie. Um, that's my number ten. I love Man with a Golden Gun. Golden Eye is my number nine because that is something you were. I was a child of the '90s. I you're raised with that. That stuck with you. That is such a poof. What a nice like shiny movie that I love so much. Um, Casino Royale is my number eight. Uh, I feel like that's 
too a little too low, but I kind of going with things like from my heart. But I really these are movies I watch, like I rewatch. I think also my list is like what qualifies as rewatchable. And right after Christina Royale is Skyfall. I haven't rewatched it maybe like in since a year. So I and we'll do that this November, this winter. Um that's a very cold movie anyway. Absolutely skyfall. The world is not enough is my number seven, which is this is controversial. Awesome. It's controversial for it. everybody. I love that movie. This is a movie that is a, um uh it travels, it has um very strong women. You can like not one of the women, but they are very she is a doctor. Um, and the other one is an heiress who is a villain. Uh I I like I like Pierce in that in that movie. I like Pierce in that movie a lot. And I will rewatch it. Like on the, it's an easy watch. That is a very easy watch for me. And I like easy watches. Just like Quantum of Solace is my number five. <laughs> it's an easy watch too. for me. And it's right after World is Not Enough. Uh, I feel like my modern movies. Yeah. And I love Quantum of Solace so much. I think it's the, it's the shortest movie, shortest Bond movie ever, but whatever. Then you should be able to get through it and, and whatever. Look, It'll I don't mind. Past. Look. A movie doesn't have to be three hours long. It does not. Oh, why can't we just understand that? Uh, I love, and Dr. No is my number four. Because again, nice. I rewatch it. It's a beach movie. That is a July Bond movie for me. And that plot's great. And that's like, a, I know. I don't know if I would watch that with my, I feel like it's a little too racy for my in-laws. But sometimes if I watch like our older people in my family, Goldfinger's a go-to. But I'm like, I like Dr. No. I just think that's kind of, that's a special movie. I need to read that book is what I need to do, is read Dr. No. Yeah, you um, should. You absolutely should. Right it, uh, it makes it makes his plots make way more sense. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, the Spy Who Loved Me is number three. I think on this rewatch, I realized how great that movie is. That is just a solid... Roger Moore is great. He advances that movie. That's I don't think Connery will, would, would, would do well in that movie. I don't think that's like a Timothy, maybe Timothy Dolan does that, or maybe Pierce. But no, I actually don't, I don't think I don't think yeah. anyone more could have pulled that off because that actually, from in my opinion, is more at his best because yeah. he's charming and glib, but he's not a cartoon. No, yeah, yeah, he's a little. But that's just playful. me. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. She, you. She's no, no, because she's because she's the kind of badass mm -hmm. agent, and it plays off of a little bit of his like a uh, breaking breaking her down in the right way, in the right way. Of, uh, of 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 kind of you know wearing but, but like falling in love with somebody, um, and I like that. Yeah, I think, and that's I I like watched that movie a lot when I was in middle school, and I think um, I need to revisit that more, bring that back into my life. But that's a solid movie. I think this this whole rewatch made me realize that Goldfinger is my number two. Nice. Uh, of course, it's just solid. I rewatched that with my in laws <clears throat> over Thanksgiving, and we watched it again. I'm probably gonna like just. That's a That's solid, you know, classic movie. That is like, I'll probably watch, like, bring that with up with my girls when we, you know, just be like, here's all the classics that we have to, you know, from the 50s and the 60s. That's just, oh, a, yeah. When, you know, when I introduce Finn to James Bond, it will be with Goldfinger. Absolutely. I think, I don't, I wonder, yeah, I think that will, that will, you know, shape mold minds. And License to Kill is my number one, Jason, because I, I watch that. I think I watch that. I want to say maybe twice a year. I watch a lot of movies, okay. like a lot of Nightmare on Elm Streets, like a few times a year. And I, th I think, I can quote that movie. I think which is is actually a problem. Like when you're like, hey, J and it might be Quantum in movie number two, but I do think I can quote con like License to Kill. I just yeah, 
And that's kind of a shorter movie too. It is. Your Honor, it is. Your Honor, I just it's it's I feel safe with that movie. I know it's very Miami Vice, but I love it. I love it a lot. And I said what I, I, I said. I go with my heart. List. I'll tell you, I, 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 gave, I actually just put all of mine in order, and I'll go through just for my top 10. License to Kill sits at 15. And okay. considering, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a solid movie. That's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably not healthy that I put mine at number one. But, I, no, but, but you can see my personal, it's a personal choice. Absolutely. Wait till you hear mine. Um, I'll tell you, first I'm going to start with my bottom three, just because I have them. Bottom four, because these are the four I just don't like that I've realized. Like, they're just there are four Bond movies I just don't like. There's only four of them, um, and here they are. You only live twice. I, I just don't like on this rewatch. I I did like it when I was younger. I liked it as a kid, but I I don't know. Like the 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 yellow face. isn't even the worst part that's the sad part it's not even the worst part it's it's not particularly like it, it's not interesting until the end there's not enough blowfeld there's not enough villain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um then octopussy is below that uh because the circus thing is fucking weird sure sure it always has been um specter is yeah, second to last I mean, yeah because that's just terrible, and and what made that worse is that could have been really like, good. Yeah, yeah, they messed like, played on the, goofed. Like who they get as as Blofeld, um, Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz, inspired casting, and he's terrible. Uh, and then of course Moonraker, because I hate that. <laughs> A pigeon does a double take. I can't get over that. <clears throat> da, 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 da. <laughs> Um, all right, but here is my top ten. So number ten, you'll appreciate this: Living Daylights. Yay! It's a good choice. That is a good choice. And I'll tell you why I put it on there because I was thinking about it. Um, there, yes, it's a serious Dalton movie, but there are some fun, it's ridiculous fun. Yeah. parts, like when, like the whole like how they're funneling, how they funnel the general out of like <laughs> yeah. the communist Russia through like the the inner tube thing, like that. I like that. That's a little fun. silly. Yeah. Um, Dr. No is a solid nine. I think it's a great movie. I just think it suffers from not... It suffers from being the first and therefore not being burdened with creating the tropes and not being able to follow them. Um, And I think because of that, there's a lot of reliance on the book. And some Mm -hmm. of the book really works really well in the book, but like is kind of boring to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't translate. Exactly. Uh, then we got the man with the golden gun, because uh, I just again I love that movie. I love the campiness of it. it mm-hmm. This is one of the few mm-hmm. times I think campiness really works in a James Bond movie. Maybe the only time they like a full start to finish camp fest works. Um, then this from Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that holds a soft that's spot so in my solid. heart. It's a very solid movie. Yeah, and I Classic, just think that's. Yeah. It's a exactly. It's a classic. It's a classic, like you know, the Lecter, which is a great MacGuffin, and it's really you know, I lo- I love like, and it's it's full of spy shit, which I love. Um, then we got on Her Majesty's Secret Service. You goddamn right, that's in my top ten. It, it the only reason it's not higher is because there were 
you know, there are better ones. <laughs> it's a great movie. And, it, it, and I hate, like, I, I hate when people go, oh, you like that movie? Well, it hasn't been. It's like, no, Lesbian's no, fine. Not... <laughs> leave leave the man alone. It's a great movie. It's got the best Bond girl. It's got fucking mm-hmm, Telly mm-hmm, Savalas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Bond, like, doing the Scottish accent, which is, would have been great if Connery was there, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um. But yeah, so I love that one. Then you got The Spy You Love Me. Mm. Um, I think that's a phenomenal movie. Uh, it's the best Roger Moore, in my opinion. I think Triple X is phenomenal. Uh, the The only thing that, that detracts from that movie is I think the villain's kind of forgettable. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, especially because Drax in the next one I... is space this guy. <laughs> and Drax is so over the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now we get into just pure shit I love. GoldenEye is number four. Uh, GoldenEye is the first Bond movie I saw in the theater. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I cannot help the fact that I love that movie. And a part of why I love that movie is the video game. I can't divorce the two. It's just not possible. <laughs> I, failed a, I failed a class as a freshman in college because of that game. <laughs> because, instead, because I blew off the final because I was up all night playing it with friends. Um, you're gonna thank yourself later, three, for that, Jason. You're doing great. Hey, you're doing great, and you look, played it all night, and you're fine. There's fine. no look, I'm f- As a matter of fact, I educate the youth now, guys. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> um, oh then God. number three, I got Casino Royale because mm. what a what a pulse pounding way to like reboot a franchise. And then I got Skyfall because I just think it is like almost flawless from start to finish. Like I mm-hmm. think I think I had like three nitpicks on that movie, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh and then come on, Goldfinger. Of course it's Goldfinger. It's of course it's Goldfinger. Like like all of these movies, like some of these movies I haven't watched in years. Some of them I'll watch every couple of years. Goldfinger, I can watch I I'll watch it at least once a year, sometimes more. Great choice. Great choice. All right. So this has this been a marathon. It's the longest we've ever gone. I know. I'm like, uh, I this again, things might change. We'll see what the next and what what does the future hold for the next bond <laughs> movie? We don't know. We don't know. But I will say this that uh when the new bond comes out, we will be in the middle of another deep dive, but I think we'll take some time out to cover the bond and, and you know, uh, adjust things accordingly. And we'll be there. We'll be there to attack it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, Ginny. Any, any, anything else before we, uh, before no, we close out? It's been a pleasure. I can't wait for The Rock. I'm so excited because I've never seen The Rock all the way. I've seen clips of it and all of my favorite men are in that movie. So I'm very you excited. You've never seen that movie full way. Michael Bean, Tony Todd. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, uh, Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. Oh, oh, well. you are in for. I, I know you are in for a treat. Like, Sean Connery, who you know, who am I missing? Yeah, why? Yeah, this movie. It's the fact that I'm covering, I'm willingly covering a Michael Bay movie on the po- on the podcast mm-hmm. says everything. Because I'm traumatized, Jenny. I sat through all for Grannies. I sat through all of the Transformers movies. And I feel really, I'm upset for you. I'm upset for you. That's time you can't get back, Jason. I feel bad after the first yeah, I, I mean, no, no. 
for weeks, I had uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, voice in my head. Like, hey, bro, I'm an inventor. I'm Kate Yeager. For weeks, <laughs> I couldn't stop. Cracking a Bud Light can open, throwing it away. Uh, That's right. I apologize. I'm so sorry. Ed Rice says, The Rock is in the Criterion Collection for a reason, and that it is. Phenomenal movie. And I can't wait. Mm-mm. All right. Yep, it's going to be very exciting. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you like the show and you're interested in other things, you can go over the Pop Culture Pros, uh, check out some other shows going on. Uh, I'm sorry, Ginny, am I interrupting you? I think I think we're no. delayed. Oh, no, 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 not saying anything. I am okay. quiet. All right, so I'm not... I am not sure if you are frozen or I am. <laughs> you might be a little bit frozen. That's okay. All right. Well, I'm going to assume you are and end the show. So uh, thank you very much for listening and have a great night. Night. Bye.